Hello and welcome back to the Dungeons and Dragons Podcast UK. My name is Yasmin and I will be the DM. Hi, my name's Colin and I play Cuin de Greymond, a paladin from Gavany. Hi, I'm Spencer. I play Caddo Chasseur, a cleric also from Gavany. Hi, I'm Brian and I play Ogvar Shawfoot, a ranger from Keswick. Hi, my name is Samantha and I play Elora Greyvale, a sorcerer from Nefalia. Episode 46, the party were pondering over a piece of parchment indicating a rough route to what they believed could be the bandits' camp. From a frisk search of the bandit bodies, they had also acquired a key, but would the lure of possible loot lead them into further trouble? Episode 47, Sneaky and Creaky. Well, it's, uh, it's midday. Why don't we cram some lunch while they're, um, while they're away doing it? Make a pers- persuasion check. Persuasion? Is that a thing? No, it's actually closer to. Um, Is it more diplomacy? Probably. Uh, yeah. Yes, sorry. It's probably closer to mid afternoon rather than uh, midday, sorry, because I think you stopped for lunch on your way. I think you'd yeah, already stopped for lunch, mm. so. Oh, I've scored 17 all in for a diplomacy check. Uh, well, do you think that they would you know, come up behind us and attack us from behind? Well, there's any. You know, never be. Safe. These are the. Uh, they had horses. They had there might horses. be more of them back in the camp. I'd be worried about us getting attacked from behind by more of them if, if if they've got horses. Well, especially if they come out here looking for them and they find this pile of bodies that we've left here, they might, you know, they're going to know which way we've gone. We'll leave tracks, won't we? So, but I think you've got to wipe them the, out. Really, the sensible thing is to scout out and make sure that we're aware of the danger before before it happens. Right. Okay. So, Miss Laura. Mr. Caddo and Miss Esther, you're staying here, yeah? Yeah. 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 Right. Well, if you think that the pair of you can get it done, I'm more than happy to wait. Okay. Yes. Oh yes, just uh, more of a re- reconnaissance mission than a than a oh, kill, yes. killing yes. party. We're not talking about uh, uh, possibly not engaging them. Well, crack, up, crack on, boys. We're on time. Do you instinctively here. know how to ride? At, sorry, this, uh, people. Uh, uh, who have been around long enough instinctively know how to ride a horse. No. No, it's so a trained we, skill. So if we put these two on a horse, they can't guarantee they'll be able to ride it. If they're just using the horses for walking purposes, it's going to be a lower DC check, but if they actually want to start galloping them and doing stuff with them, it's going to be a higher DC check. Um, so question, my, would you get an advantage? If you came across somebody and you were on a horse, would you get an advantage to your roll to hit from above? It would count as mounted combat, which applies to a different set of rules and times. Okay. Right, fighting yeah. from saddle. Yeah. I'm just thinking mounted of riding combat. a horse wherever you're going to be quicker. Mm. But it might but not more, be. More give your position away as well. Yes. Noisy. Yeah, clamping armour and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So, stealth checks and stuff like that. Off you go then, fellas. Okay. If you're not back within two hours, we're leaving. Okay. okay. No problem. Understood. 
Come on then. Uh, right. Come in, let's... Uh, Off. But, uh, okay, so we're going to go head towards... Uh, okay. Right. The let's go to the party. Mm. <laughs> Is Murdoch coming with you? Yes. Murdoch kind of flies ahead of you. Yeah, uh, I'd like to use him as a scout for any movement yeah. ahead, please. Okay, so you want to use him as a scout. So is that one of you, his skills? Yes, that was his primary skill, I think. Mm-hmm. At this point, can I check on... Um, Alora would like to check on Rowan and see whether he is now with it. Because it's been... Yeah, he is fully clinging to his perch now. Right. I am going to speak to Rowan and say... Right, now you're back on this land of the living. You can redeem yourself by going and doing a job. I want you to track Kieran and Ogvar. I want you to follow them, and I want to know anything. I want to know what's going on. I want you to report back to me what's happening. Mead. No, no. Never mind Mead. I have need. You need to do your job. <laughs> no, I don't keep you for nothing, Rowan. Just get on with the job. He gives you a little mock salute and flushes off. Good boy. Okay, so yes, we're off just the two of us. Okay. Okay. Oh, damn it. Can I retcon that slightly? What? I would like to place... Uh, I would like to imbue him, I don't know if you would class it as imbue him, I would like to give him the ability to use a spell. Yeah, no. No? No, no you've already sent him off. Okay. Had it been something else that you may have like, forgotten to tell him, I might have thought about it, but... No. <laughs> Lesson. <laughs> I've just got schooled. <laughs> yes, okay. okay, so, Kieran Novar, you've set off to find this camp. Um... Murdoch is in front of you. He's kind of flitting from uh, bits of rock to branches. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's it's sparsely. There are sparse trees here. It's not a thick forest, but there are the occasional tree. Um, uh, you know, there's quite a large gap between them. Uh, it's quite open, but you have got these trees and a couple of big rocks. And you start walking uh, through um, through this copse. Anything you're doing while you're walking? Well, uh, just checking around and listening to see if we can hear anything. Yeah, being rather quiet, trying to be a little bit on the sneaky side. So you're both trying to be stealthy? Yes. Make me stealth checks then. I move silently? Uh, Yes, sorry. So that's minus... Yeah, I've got that, I did. Uh, I've got my shield with me, so that counted. So that's minus two. Have you taken a drum, Ruby? Five. <laughs> a five. Um, clank, clank, clank. Uh, Twenty-four. Ogva, you barely leave a whisper over the ground as you pass. Hover boots. Uh, with your, all your natural senses in the wilds, you know exactly where to place your feet and where twigs may be lying in the grass to avoid them. And following Murdoch's lead, you're you know, you're like a ghost. And behind you, all you can hear is the clank, chank, crack, crack, <laughs> clank, chank, bang. Who? <laughs> what who? <laughs> oh, uh, Cuban. 
You're rather quiet, aren't you, old <laughs> Yes, yes, and uh, you're rather noisy, so... Be good. Oh, sorry. Hey, <laughs> please try to be quiet. I'll try. I'll... <laughs> so. Okay. <laughs> so we're going to go further, yes? Yep. You walk for a good 15 minutes, and you can both make me listen checks. Listen checks. Can he hear anything over above the sound of his armour? <laughs> no. <laughs> 18, Frog Bar. Eight. I'm changing these dice. Basically, the last two ro- rolls have been sent. Changing these dice. Okay. With an 18, Frog Bar, you can hear. The sounds of a crackling fire and the sounds of men and women, not very many you wouldn't say, a few men and women uh, drinking and making merry. Okay. Cuban, so, your visor falls down and you walk into a branch. I thought that chap had fixed this. Must try to be quiet. I'm trying to listen. Okay. Oh, sorry. Oh. Hold, hold on. I can. I can hear. I can hear people up ahead. I can definitely hear a fire crackling, and uh, it sounds like there's a group of people. Oh, sorry. Oh. Um, can I send um, Murdoch out to report back what he sees? Yes, you can. Okay. Uh, make me scouting. He's, he's scouting here, isn't he? Yeah. Is this, this is the skill you're training him for, isn't it? Yes. Yes, okay, so make me an animal handling then. Ooh. We'll do the final dice. It's alright, Oh, you don't trust my dice. Oh! That's going to be 15. No, sorry, 25. Yeah. <laughs> I was a factor of 10 out, wasn't I? <laughs> yeah, I? Yeah, I forgot the volume for this. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Murdoch takes flight again for he's kind of um, stopped on your shoulder, he's person shoulder. He takes flight as you kind of whisper to him, like, uh, what are you whispering to him? Telling him to go ahead and uh, see what that noise is about, see, see how many people and what's going on, please. And he takes, uh, he lights from your shoulder and you don't see him for about five minutes. Then he comes back, he lands on your shoulder and he goes... Five. Do you see what they're doing? Um. Food. Mm, were there any weapons around? Big knife. Temple swords. <laughs> Could be. Uh, okay, so, um, Kevin, there seems to be uh, five people up ahead of us, and, uh, Murdoch seems to think there's a. Uh, a big knife. Yeah, right. Could be a sword, or it could be a uh... big knife. <laughs> could, be, could be crocodile Dundee up there. Okay, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I reckon we should uh, <laughs> get a bit closer, or if you if you want to, if we can get a stay to the bushes and stay to the hedges and okay. try, try to remain unseen. Okay. And unheard. <laughs> oh. Okay, so you can make me another move slightly. Oh. Meanwhile, Rowan, 
Rowan is whizzing about in the woods quite happily. Um, he you don't see him. <laughs> oh, God. Say that. Oh, I'll be a bit now. <laughs> the rolling on this side isn't getting any better. <laughs> Sorry, Rowan was flitting about the woods. So, at this point, Rowan's just whizzing about the woods and having a grand old time looking for Ogfran Cumin. You haven't heard anything back from him, obviously, but he's having a grand old time whizzing. Can I... Empathic Link, that's not tele... No, you can tell he's having a grand old time doing whatever he's doing. <laughs> oh, yeah, I know, but I can communicate with him. No, it's empathic. Or oh, empathic, just feelings so just and feelings. stuff. Yeah, yeah. Okay. You can feel that he's having a grand old time. Oh. Hmm. Laura's just going to sit on the but she sat on the back of the the um, wagon as she was originally and she's just going to go hmm that's it that's all she's doing hmm I think while all of this is going on I'll tell Pickle to go hunt we might as well have some dinner yep Pickle goes off hunting okay yep so we did move Star slightly Charles, yep. yeah one <laughs> not a nat one <laughs> <laughs> okay on the other end of the scale and twenty <laughs> That 20 or what no, dirty 20. Oh my god. <laughs> wow. Just wow. <laughs> I feel a three and I'm a mominous two. <laughs> Look, I found a harmonica. I wonder if it works. <laughs> now me, me, basically, my shields, me, me visor's going to come down and I'm just going to collapse down a hill. <sighs> okay. Oh, well, once again, you are like the wind whispering through the trees. No sound can be heard from you as you pass over the grass like a wraith. Kewin, you fall over a rock. <laughs> Not for the blast. Again, again, and a rather large clanking sound is produced. Oops. Whoopsie. Uh, uh. Sorry. <laughs> From death dealing ballad into whoopsie. <laughs> 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 okay. So, are we in earshot of said group? Who knows? Have we. See, well, can we see them yet? You can't see them, no. Can we still hear them? Make me listen, check. Hear the sound of swords 13. coming out of sheets. <laughs> I've got a chance of hearing. Thirteen. <laughs> Thirteen. Okay, you can still kind of. Um, it's not so loud now, but you think the wind may have changed direction. Uh, this very slight breeze might change direction. Uh, you can still hear what sounds like voices. Okay. They still sound like they're making merriment, or you can't really tell. You know, you you just know that you can hear voices. You're just aware that you know you can hear people mm. talking. So they they've got to be close-ish by now if we can hear them. Yes, you could assume so. Yeah. Okay, so Cado, pick me a twenty-five percent. A twenty-five. Uh, yeah. Twenty-five to fifty. Pickle comes back with two rabbits. Two rabbits. Oh, well done, Pickle. Mm -hmm. Look, Caddo, he's brought you back a couple of rabbits. Yeah, I know. Dinner again. He's really good at that, isn't he? Years of training. Years yeah. Of training. Okay, so 
do we know how roughly how far we can hear people and we can hear fire can't we if i remember right uh yes you can you can hear very uh very close by there appears to be sound of um people mm-hmm. and sound of a crackling campfire okay can we figure out sort of which direction roughly it's coming from yeah uh, make me a survival roll for that one. Survival? Both? Uh, if you're both trying to figure out which direction, then yes. Okay. It'll be a 19. 19? 14. And a 14. Okay, so it's fairly easy for both of you to kind of tell that you're almost above this level of sound. You're almost hearing it kind of float upwards towards you slightly. And... Ogwell, you can tell that where you are, with the way the land is kind of tilting and, and going, and almost like the direction of the trees and the shape of the roots of the trees around you, you can tell that the land is kind of becoming slightly steeper on a more downhill angle. Okay. Um, and you can see that it does indeed kind of start going downhill almost. And you're on quite a little bit of a rocky area at the moment, although there's trees and stuff, You can there's quite a few big kind of chunks of rock around. Okay. So, what direction was it coming from? Uh, it's literally coming from uh, your northeast. Okay, northeast. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> yeah. Ooh, uh, it's, uh, coming from that direction over there. Wouldn't you agree, Kewin? Yes. Uh, um, it seems to be. It seems. It seems to be in a bit of a hollow. Do you reckon? And it seems to be coming up a, up, up a hill. Okay. You know, as if there's a bit of an echo coming from down below. Hmm. Still think we are too far away to uh, make a decision whether this is a, a dangerous situation or not. I suppose we better. I'll, I'll try my best to uh, go a bit more quietly. I suppose. Okay. Don't promises. Okay. Yeah. So we'd like to try move towards the sound. I think. Yeah. Yep. Trying to move towards you. Trying to move quietly again. <laughs> it's got to it's got to go well once, hasn't it? You said there was such expectation in your voice. <laughs> Are you it's willing to risk once. it? It's got to happen once. <laughs> <laughs> Roll for it. Fifteen. I'm, at least I'm not falling over anything. That'll be a nineteen for Ogvar. Yeah, Ogvar, you're absolutely fine. Um, you're walking through this kind of uh, tufty grass you're like a cat. Kieran, you make yeah. a kind of more of a... There's not much you can really do about it because you're wearing metal armour and you get the kind of this like kind of scraping noise of, kind of dry grass brushing over your armour. But you actually manage to make very little noise as you move. <laughs> so progressing towards the kind of northeast where you've heard this sound kind of floating up from, you can see that the ground is getting a little steeper downhill. Um, you walk for another five minutes and you kind of... Um, you kind of merge the trees, and there is one very large, singular kind of boulder right in your path. Um, it looks like a bit of a scree or a large, it's just a large kind of chunk of rock. Um, and you can hear this noise kind of coming from below you at this point. And as you walk to the one side of the boulder, you can see that there's a slight almost uh, overhang. It's probably about 20 feet up in the air. Uh, into this kind of dipped bowl shaped <coughs> valley almost mm-hmm. and you can see it's literally a hollow it's like um you know the shape of like a paw it's that kind of teardrop shape with the open end at the top and this open end is kind of to the northwest uh, and in this little hollow you can see 
this. Which way are we looking at? Are we coming from this way? Or? Uh, so the entrance there, that's tilted towards northwest. So you're kind of... So if you imagine that's on your northwest. Other way. There we go. Yep. Okay. So you see what appears to be a very well-constructed camp. Uh, there's large kind of uh, uh, tree trunk walls. Um, there's a fire pit. There's a very large tent in the middle. Uh, there are a couple of ponies tied up around the outside and you can see they've tried to make some kind of like rudimentary defences using uh, sharpened wooden stakes around the outside. Okay. And are we still hidden, silently moving, stealthy like a ninja? Yeah, I mean, you're really quite quiet. Um, you can hear the same kind of noise levels and as you're looking down to the camp you can see two women and three small children huddled around this campfire. Three children? Yeah, three children. They're all kind of clothed in, the children are clothed in what appears to be um, roughly kind of shaped down, cut down leathers, um, odd bits and rags, there are a couple which are barefoot. Um, but they're happy, they're kind of running around playing, this is where you can hear this kind of noise of children playing from. And these two women, they're clearly um, parents of these children. Um, they're wearing uh, not the thick plate mail, which you've seen on these bandit other bandits, but they're wearing uh, almost like a, a small ripped up chain mail, which you can see has been almost kind of stitched back together. Um, and uh, the other one is wearing what appears to be kind of like a breastplate and some other mix, a mix of like breastplate and leathers. Okay. I don't, I don't know about you, but uh, I've never been one for hitting females. Uh, they look quite harmless. Well, we can see the females and the only people in there, a couple okay. of females and a few kids. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, they don't look much of a threat, so maybe we should. Uh, what do you think? Well, uh, the, the camp's obviously big enough for uh, more than just the five we can see. Yes, well, yeah. I mean, there were the. Uh, four? Was it five? Five. There were the five uh, fellows that we gave a bit of a tracing to, you know. I think a bit more than a trousing, I think. Uh, well, yeah. Someone's making funeral arrangements at the moment. <laughs> well, yes, hopefully they'll have buried them by the time we get back. <laughs> <laughs> what do you want to do? How many tents are there in there? We don't know. No, I know we don't. Um, he can see. Seven, with a big one. That's fine, yeah. What are you thinking? Well, uh, can I, uh, can I, as humans, as my favoured enemy, can I have an advantage to sense motive? Uh, does it give you a bonus on sense motive? It does. What's sensing motive on? Exactly. People. Yeah. See where they. It, I they mean, look mm, yeah. banditish or peasantish. 
Wouldn't that be a sense motive? You don't need to make a sense motive check. A sense motive is usually used when you're um, kind of in conversation or you're checking to see if shopkeeper is okay. scamming you. It can be used in a sense of you can use it to kind of uh, read body language. That's one way you can use it. But in this case, you don't need to. You can clearly tell that these are... They're not peasants in the sense that, you know, most peasants in the villages where you've come from in Kessig, most peasants, they kind of huddle up. They're wearing plain kind of clothes, sturdy clothes. They farm. They live in a house. That's it. They don't tend to live out in the wilds because it's dangerous. And you can see that these people, they're clearly... I mean, even the kids are wearing armour. Okay. Well, are you... I would assume by their attire they are part of the same band. Yes, yes. Did they cause... What I'm getting at, do you think they cause a threat to us as we uh, carry on? Or should we neutralise any chance? (laughs) (laughs) I'm, I'm feeling more... We know they're there. They don't seem to be much of a threat, so... Get back and get out. What do you think? Okay, I would. Uh, you are the heavy hitter, and not, not much point me going in there waving my axe around on my own. So, yeah, I just think it's probably you know it was only a scout. And don't forget, we've got a time limit. I don't know how long we've been out now. Probably going. How long have we been gone? Probably getting up for the hour now, aren't we? You're getting kind of close to. Yeah. Halfway point. Yeah, you're getting close to it. Okay. Um, well, this uh, any skirmish we may incur here may uh, may end us left behind from the party, so maybe it would be wise. We know there's no threat. Can I see where the big knife is? Make me a spot check. <laughs> ah, ace. Fourteen. Fourteen, yeah, okay. So with a fourteen, as you're kind of stood there, this um, it's a fair day, quite grey, little bit of a breeze going on, um, and you notice out of the corner of your eye, kind of towards the back corner of this camp, um, almost just out of sight round, uh, round one of these wooden blockades in the tent, you see like almost like a, a banner kind of furl slightly, and on this banner you can see the image of a big knife, big sword. Oh, okay. It looks like a great sword or a bastard sword. Ah. You, you're kind of, from this distance, you can't tell the difference between exactly, although you are quite close, but you can't just, as it's kind of moving, you can't tell mm. the difference exactly, but you can tell it's a big sword. Okay. Oh, sorry. Yes, uh, oh, but the, uh, the banner over there flying in the wind, it's uh, maybe a, a representation of uh, the, uh, the leader's weapon. Yes, could be. Uh, I mean, that could be totally defenseless, but uh, it's just a timing issue more than anything. Visiting okay. women and children, not really. Okay, um, well, this conversation's clearly uh, right, of course. I think, I think we should turn around. Okay, yes, yes, I believe. Okay. But at least we know. But, you know, it doesn't look like there's a great big, another gang of five or six blokes in there. Okay, yes, no problem. We'll, uh, we'll turn around. Okay. 
Yep, we'll uh, okay. start, yep, start making our way back. So you turn around and you leave the area, you start making your way back. Um, as you kind of, the further away you get, the less you can hear kind of like the, the, the screams of children and whatnot. Happy screams, not, not sad screams. <laughs> um, <laughs> Someone else beat us to it. Um, you kind of hearing these, uh, these children less and less as you go. Uh, Murdoch's with you, obviously, and on your way back, it's a fairly clear journey. You just follow, retrace your footsteps through the woods. Um, you've got this little piece of scrap paper map to help you. Um, and on your way through, you meet Rowan, whizzing through the woods. Oh, hello, Rowan. Uh-huh. What are you doing? He just chitters at you. Oh, I see. Uh-huh. And um, he takes a takes perch on your visor. <laughs> <laughs> Like Maybe a, you can keep it up. <laughs> like a really bad magic tree. <laughs> One that smells of mead. <laughs> yeah. Um, and it doesn't take you... Um, you're not... Are you trying to be kind of quiet on your way back or are you just walking? No. Yeah, so just walking normally, it doesn't take you that long to get back to the carriages at all. Okay. Yeah. Look what I found. Wow. <laughs> Oh, you've got Rowan. Oh, you're back as well. That's fantastic. Um, what, what what gifts, guys? Well, there was a small camp, a few children and a couple of women. Doesn't seem to be too much of a threat. Didn't want to attack it. I mean, Ogvo has better eyesight and that sort of thing than me. You didn't see any more blokes then? Ooh, no. no. Oh, still, you know, so we're talking widows and orphans then? Yeah, it could well be. Right. Right. Well, uh, but it could be a different altogether. But it, you know, it was quite a stock, little stockade. So, and would you think that's where they came from? I mean, I mean they were holding a map, but that it was either where they came from or where they were going to attack next time. When you say it's a stockade, what, what kind of stockade? Well, it was uh, log. Walls and oh, like proper built then. Oh yes, like a permanent thing. And then uh, there was there was there was some tents and there was a very large tent in the centre. Yeah, there was a, a, a banner which uh, may identify them as a, a clan. A banner with a rather large sword. Oh, so okay. Well, that's not Skirsdag then. Oh no, no. That's very different. Are the where are the bodies now? I believe you rolled the bodies we, behind that little tump of hill. We put them all behind the hill and, uh, oh, and yeah. marked them with some stones. I said a few words. Oh, okay. Um, just thought he may have been uh, signifying the, uh, the weapon of their leader. Quite a large sword, if I remember right. Well, do you want to go and examine this camp? I mean, oh. is there anything to gain from going to the camp? Well, you know, apart from finding out what the key does, but the only thing that I was thinking is, uh, why would you have... A map to your own camp. Surely you'd know where your own camp is. I don't know if they were going to attack it or, or you know, after dealing with us or what. But uh, they, they didn't strike me as the brightest group. I, I suspect having a map to get home probably would have been handy to them. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes, I suppose. <laughs> Anyway, I think Leopold's pretty keen to get pushed on, isn't he? So oh, if we don't yeah. consider them a threat, I think probably brief Leopold that they're not a threat and let's get cracking. Right, well... What do we think? Well, we know where it is. 
so yeah I, I guess I guess if if, if you don't want to go and well, what would we go to the camp for? Loot it? Well, it's, well, it's two women on their own. Ogvar might want to head back, but... <laughs> <laughs> do I have my mushroom book in my pocket amongst myself? You do, you do yeah. yeah. You have your mushroom book. Can I clonk Caddo on the end with it? Roll <laughs> uh, to hit. Uh, add your strength and your BAB to it. I, I'm not going to defend myself. <laughs> you're not. You're just getting hit by a book. Yeah, I'm not going to defend. You don't myself. need to roll to hit. Just I mean, I'm, me. I'm entirely content that I, uh, that my barber's worked. Well, it, won't, <laughs> it won't be the first time it's been hit by a book. Yeah. So uh, that's uh, a 19 oh. on a roll. And what else? Yeah, it would have hit anyway because he's not even defending. Yeah, yeah. It. Roll me a D4. Oh. Still missing her then. <laughs> That'll be a three. Yeah, you take three points of bludgeoning damage. <laughs> Super. <laughs> Oh, no. Starting to wear thin of this joke. Oh, I think I may have touched a nerve. <laughs> right, yes, so back on the wagons, people. Uh, literally. Well, for your bat. Well, yeah, that's quite true. I'm going to walk over to uh, Kieran, uh, remove uh, Rowan, just look at him, and then just pop him back in his. I'll, I'll lift the flap of the holder that I've yeah. got on my side, drop him back in there. Elora? Uh, uh, Yes. Where did he get the bead from? I don't know. I could smell it. I, I really don't know. I mean, if I ever need a drink, it's not going to be a problem, is it? But We could just ring him out. Well, yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know. It's, he's just at that age, you know. He's at that really difficult age, but I'm clearly going to have to do something about this. Do bats have a difficult age? Well, clearly he does, so I'm assuming so. I haven't had a bat previously, but... Yeah, I, my concern is it might just be a difficult bat. <laughs> well, as long as he does his job when I need him to, that's, okay. that's all I care about. Okay. And actually, he's quite sweet, even if he does get himself in and out of bother. I did smile when he had a pop at the vamp, though. Well, yeah, Fair he keeps you happy. Me. So, uh, uh, what other reason for having a pet? Mm, well. So, are we going to get back in the same wagons, or are we going to have a bit of a mix-up? Well, I'm just going to get back on the... Uh, Laura's just getting back on the wagon at the, at the back where she was originally and just take up the normal position yeah. and continue. So, yeah. as you kind of sort out between yourself who's going where, are you making any changes or are you just going for the same thing? I think probably... Uh, I was just going to jump on the back of the middle wagon like, so I'd pat the book in his hand. Like, look at like you're strumming a banjo. <laughs> yeah, so I, 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 I should get on the front of the middle wagon. I think, I think probably Ogvar and I need a little time apart. <laughs> And I'm just going to get on the front wagon. Yep. Get my crossbow. Okay. As you kind of sort yourself off, Esther goes, oh, well, I'll, I'll let Leopold know then. And she goes off to kind of let Leopold know what's happening. And you all get back on. Uh, Ricky and Jeff, they've kind of calmed the horse in the middle. They've got the horses calm again. Um, everything's tidied away. And you're off. What did we do with the three spare horses? Uh, they're tied to the was they back of the middle wagon. I think so. Tied okay. They were tied to the back of one of the wagons. Okay. Um, they've been properly secured and, and, and sorted out by Ricky and Jeff in this time that you've been gone. Okay. Where is Kiwi? I don't know. Oh, he's in the kitchen. <laughs> I'm still waiting to fix his hammer. He needs to get. He needs to go and find him. <laughs> You appear to have made, a, you made a small detour to the kitchen. <laughs> I think he's on top of the microwave, whatever one of those is. 
You mean the microwave? So the the microwave. Yeah. The next challenge is to recover Kewin from the microwave. <laughs> Rescue him from the microwave. Oh, it's only a small job. He's doing the clearing, spinning round. <laughs> <laughs> It'll make the sparks, won't it, with all that metal? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah can you imagine? Be electrocuted. Summon lightning. Big man's at the front. Three horses. Right. Okay. So it was about early afternoon when you were ambushed, mm. I believe. Do I have it in my notes? Uh, certainly, we'd had we lunch. We, we had had lunch. So do we think we'll make Iron Fort by the evening? Is the question, I suppose. Uh, let me just check my notes. Because yeah, he said he'd only wait two hours, otherwise he wouldn't make Iron Fort. So you set back off on the track. Um, again, it's a well-worn track. You can see the ruts in the ground where you've got kind of like dry baked earth almost um, and it's a fairly calm journey uh, the horses which are trailing along behind the middle carriage um, they're, they're following at a good pace um, they're not as good a quality as Leopold's horses you can see that Leopold's horses although they're older they look like they might be like maybe um, ex-military uh, horses they're very well trained they're well disciplined um, these ponies you're kind of dragging on behind they are wild. Um, their manes are long and tangled, uh, they've got very tufty fur. It's a very much a, uh, a clear difference in quality between the animals. Um, but it's, it's a fairly quiet journey and you travel uh, for a couple of hours until you hear from the very front of the carriage, right ladies and gents, We'll be coming up to Iron Fort in just a minute. You'll see him coming round the bend here. And as you come round... Um, it's like an open top tour, isn't it? <laughs> Sorry, I can't tell you, it's not going to tell you where this episode is. <laughs> um, and you've almost got, as you're coming round this, this corner, as he's saying, there's almost like this, this kind of large hill. You can't see around it. You come round the corner and you get your first view of Iron Fort. It is a relatively large town. It's definitely not a city, nowhere near the size of um, Junau. Definitely nowhere near that size. But it is it is a decent sized city and it is very well reinforced. Town. Town, sorry, yes. It's a decently sized town and it's very well reinforced. Uh, you can see that all around kind of the edges of what you can see there's um there are kind of not tall tall walls but there are maybe they're about 15 foot high walls they're solid looking walls they're made of stone logs trees anything that you know natural resources that people can get hold of they've cobbled together walls you can see parts which look like they've been crumbled and then rebuilt and it's almost like this very big this uh, very kind of patchwork effect of walls in front of this wall you can see that there is uh, what appears to be a moat which has been dug out or carved out somehow. You're not exactly sure how but it looks like there's running water, you can hear it moving. And as you come around the corner and you start heading towards the town's entrance, 
there were all sorts of kind of like fields of crop all around you know either sides of this road everyone make me a spot check that's a 17 all in for Laura okay that's a 13 all in for me 12 all in for Kato. Uh, 26 Ugh. okay so anybody who rolled over a 16 you are able to see that there looks to have been some recent damage to the city uh, to, there looks to have been some recent damage to the town uh, just from where you stood you can see that there were a couple of um, more broken re recently broken parts of uh, the wall you can see there are almost like some kind of gouged out sections of bark where it's that very kind of clean white exposed colour um, Ogvar with a 26 you were able to see that in the, in the kind of fields surrounding you from your position perched on top of this cart you can see that there appears to be some areas which have been flattened muddied uh, gouged out of the, the some gouges um, it looks like something rather large has been wandering through the fields okay. and in a very delicate manner as well well we are expecting a troll so maybe Q has visited him what's before what was that? Uh, hey, it looks like a nice town. I think you'll enjoy yourself here. Yes, brilliant. Uh, Definitely not a city, though. Well, this looks substantial. Okay. So, as you enter, you've passed through these fields. You've passed over a kind of rickety uh, wooden bridge across this moat. Um, it's nothing so fancy as a drawbridge. Um, but there's this kind of large, um, big, kind of chunky plains of seasoned oak which have been laid down and that you can see they've been uh, trodden in and embedded with, within like kind of the muddy banks. You can see like it's almost kind of like grown into the oak, there's bits of grass and all sorts. And although it's um, damp, the wood is kept relatively clean, there's very little lichen or moss and it seems that someone regularly maintains it to make sure that it isn't slippery and no one's going to go falling into the moat below. The moat itself is only about five foot wide, it's very kind of narrow, um, although it does appear to be quite deep and contain a decent volume of water. And it's almost, it's um, kind of pushing through, going towards, um, down towards Selhof Way, so it's kind of going down that way. As you pass through this gated entrance, it's um, like a big archway. Um, obviously, the walls are quite high. Big archway. You can, as you come close, you can see there are some slight, almost uh, ramshackle castellations which someone's put at the top of these walls. Um, obviously, in some form of defence. And as you pass through this archway, there are a couple of banners with um, little. Uh, not, uh, there are a couple of banners with like anvils on them and uh, what looks like a little bars of metal, almost. Very crudely done, they're almost being like painted on, they're not stitched on, they're not sewn in. It's very crude, you can tell these are handmade. And you enter into the town of Ironfort. To your right as you enter, there is a kind of a vast wave of just green land inside. 
And this land, it looks like it's been split up into sections and it's basically an allotment. Uh, so you've got lots of kind of uh, bits of fencing, little markers everywhere and there appears to be a, a varied abundance of crops growing. You've got some fruit, you've got some vegetables, have a couple of trees, a couple of orchardy looking bits and it's just this kind of uh, general patchwork of um, fauna. To your, uh, to your right, sorry, that's to your right, to your left is, um, there is the start of buildings. So, it's early evening, uh, there's still quite a hustle and bustle around, you can see in these uh, orchardy areas there are people who are still kind of digging the earth, turning it over, um, inspecting their crop, even picking a couple of what looks like it could be possibly be potatoes out the ground, they're digging them up. Um, but you kind of, to get into the city of Ironfort, this is what the general kind of map of Ironfort looks like. Okay, that's it. Which way are we coming from? From the bottom? Uh, yep, yeah, so you've come up from the bottom there where I've kind of drawn the rest of the road in. Oh, yeah. Go that way. Yeah. <laughs> so if you just want to pass that around, yep. I'll be back in a minute. Thank you. So are we working on the theory that Leopold's going to park up for the night and while he's parked up for the night we're going to try and deal with the troll? Is that how we're seeing this? I'm not sure. I hadn't really, uh, hadn't really bedded much thought until now. I uh, think it's uh, a decision the whole party should make. Mm. But uh, I assume we will not have a huge amount of time to complete the task if we have chance at all. He's uh, queuing up front with Leopold, isn't he? Yep. I'm at the back, so it's me mm. Are we still moving along in the carriage at this point? Yes, you are. I just wanted you to have a look at the map, so I can okay. have it back in. <laughs> so, so the sort of the, the shaded bits of fields and the, or are they all each no, shaded no, bits of building? That's, that's the building. So that's the allotment. Yes. And then these are all buildings. Yes. Oh, so, the, so the allotments, yeah. The allotments that big area in the inside. Yeah. So that's that bit. Got it. So basically, if we follow this road, we'll end up in the town square. No, no, I just want you to take a look at this because I'm going to need this back to work off of and I just want you to have a general idea of what I'm on about. Um, okay, so with the allotment on your right and the buildings on your left, you start moving following the road and you can you can tell that from the sound of the horse's hooves that this has actually transitioned into kind of almost like a, a roughly kind of paved road. Uh, there appears to be some attempt to put bricks and, and kind of flat stones in to make a flatter surface. Um, but it's, it's still quite rough and you can feel every bump on the carriage. So you kind of follow the curve of this uh, allotment area around and you eventually kind of, you get funneled into what you could say is the middle of this town. And in the middle of this town there is a very large square and there are, there's a lot of activity here, a hive of activity. Uh, you have, uh, there's a couple of open blacksmiths on around the edges of this square. Uh, there are people bringing goods into the square, loading them up onto, car onto carts, which they're moving off to different parts of this town. It's, it's a hive of activity, and from what you can see kind of moving throughout this town, you can tell that there's a lot of ores, um, fruits and vegetables, and crop, basically, just moving through this town. 
there doesn't appear to be much else really and the people around you can tell they're almost uh, the way they're dressed you've got a couple of people who are um obviously very they're, they're covered in they're quite well armed you could tell they're probably people who have passing through or they're part of town's guard maybe uh, a couple of people look like they're in a bit more of like an official uniform they've got like a little band tied around their arm uh, but they're people who look like they're protecting cargo um, there are people who look dressed in plain simple clothes but hardy clothes which you can maybe assume are farmers handling vegetables it's just this little hive of activity in the centre here and it's at this point where Leopold pulls up the carriages pulls up the convoy and jumps off the carriage himself Ricky, Jeff, Big John and Ben kind of follow and they kind of come towards um, they, they, they're clearly kind of coming to, towards each other in the middle kind of area, around the middle carriage okay. Laura's going to jump off, jump down off, off the back where she's sat with her legs dangling, she's going to nudge Esther yep, uh, Esther's kind of dozed off on the journey to, oh, oh. Come on, Esther. I think we're here. This is Iron Fort. Let's. Um, everyone seems to be getting off, so let, let's go and see what's going on. Oh yes, absolutely. It's quite busy. Oh yes, it is. I wonder why I didn't wake up. Well, it's like all these market stalls with bits and pieces on. No, no. They're not. Oh, they're no, not, they're market, not stalls. market stalls. No. Oh right. Okay. No. So how are these fruit and vegetables and whatnot laid out? Are they just? On? No, this is cargo. This is oh. people moving cargo through here. Oh right. Okay. Sorry, my misunderstanding. Okay. I'm going to get off and... Uh, right, uh, what do we do now? Uh, is there a, a, a tavern or somewhere? Or we, we need to uh, need to pick something up? Well, I don't know. We? Leopold? Leopold, are you, are you planning to stay here for the evening? Or, or are, we, are we just going through? What, what's, what's your plan? Well, usually what I do is I would pick up my goods here because I've got some goods which I need to pick up from here. What I'd usually do is I'd then carry on for a couple of hours and then stop for the night. But, seeing as we're here, it starts to get dark, we'll stay here overnight. Has anyone here actually been to Iron Fort before? No, not no, not me. No, no. no. Okay. I'm from Farley, but I've not been this far down. Okay. Well, uh, Ricky, Jeff, Ben, Big John, off you go. Start getting stuff ready. And he turns to kind of... They, they all kind of spread off to go and do whatever they've got to do um, leaving just kind of the five of you there yes, right, well at the moment, I, the way Iron Fort is it's not really uh, a big place for monster five? six no, there's only five of us five of us and him where's Esther gone? there's only five five oh, of us okay. one, two, oh, three, four <laughs> okay I knew you should have chopped that finger off. <laughs> wow. I can't maths. Yes, right. The way I'm, I'm thought is, it's very much a commerce town. A lot of grain, a lot of fruit. People pass through with their oars, getting down to Selhof. It's not really a great place for living. Uh, not much really interesting around here. Uh, so this is kind of like the central hub. People pull up, you know, got a couple of taverns around here. Uh, they'll load up goods, they'll drop off goods, and then they'll go again. Is there an inn that we can stay overnight? Oh, yeah, there's a couple of inns around here. It'd be easy to find one. Well, seeing as we're supposed to be here protecting the cargo and protecting the wagons, do you want some help? Do we need to do something else other than just stand around? 
no, no, I'm perfectly happy for you to kind of go and do what you want. I won't need you back until morning. And have you heard anything about the troll, Leopold? Because we heard, we heard that there was a troll terrorising the town, uh, and, and that might mean you need a bit of extra protection. Yeah, I heard a couple of rumours from a couple of passing merchants while I was waiting at the gates. Um, I'm not exactly sure of the situation, um, but I can see that there's obviously been something going on. People are more on edge around here. Don't usually see this many guards out at once, so it's possible that something's going on. Okay. And do you know if the, is there a guild in town? No, there's no guild here. It, it's it's simply just like a, a stopover to collect goods and go. Okay, thank so, you. But that all then <clears throat> take a step closer to Cado and say, boy. I do believe they may have seen something from the uh, from the wagon as we're coming across the uh, drawbridge. There seems to be quite a lot of flattened down earth and divots and scrapes and scuffles on the ground. So uh, there's definitely been some movement of something rather large out there. So I definitely say there may be the probability of a troll. Oh, good. I do love a troll. <laughs> Investigation rather than infiltration was the order of the day for the group. Ogvar's feathered friend Murdoch took flight on a scouting mission, whilst the duo of woodsmen and swordsmen proved somewhat of a dichotomy. Ogvar's super stealthy skills were on show, whilst the paladin proved the polar opposite, clanging and crashing his way through the undergrowth, making him everything but undetectable. Having deemed it immoral to inflict damage upon the newly bereaved bandit families, the party took the decision to move on with haste. Upon reaching the gates of Ironfort, the team confirmed that the town is suffering from a spot of troll trouble, as per the contract they had undertaken from the Guild back in Drunau. Thank you for listening to our podcast. Having you as a listener means everything to us. So, whichever streaming service you choose to listen to us with, Please give us a like, subscribe and follow. We would love for you to join us on our Facebook or Twitter page, where you can catch up with all of our latest news. While you're waiting for the next episode of Secrets of the Silver City, why not pop over to our website, where you can read all of the information about this campaign, from backstories to setting. All of the links are in the bio of this episode. Join us again next week for the next instalment. Thank you for listening.